Hi everyone, it's John Hagedorn, and this is 1001 Stories for the Road. We're a proud part of the 1001 Stories Network, and we like to think of ourselves as caffeine for the curious. Today's episode is titled, Good Night, Chesty, Wherever You Are. There's a stretch of Route 33 up in Middlesex County, Virginia, in what is called the Northern Neck, not far from George Washington's birthplace that bears the name Chesty Puller Highway. And every other year or so, when our family travels up in that area to visit one of our favorite getaways, the Tides Inn, I make a note to one day dedicate an episode to Chesty, the most decorated Marine in American history. And that time has come. He is one of two American servicemen, the other one being submarine commander Roy Milton Davenport, that has been awarded five Navy crosses and the only one of the two to receive an additional Army Distinguished Service Cross. Puller's six crosses are next in number to pilot Eddie Rickenbacker's eight. In a time when kids' heroes tend to be larger-than-life animated heroes or fictional characters from computer games, it's good to remind them and ourselves just who the real heroes are. And to a large degree, these are the men and women who place themselves on the front lines to preserve the law, or defend our country and its allies and interests from aggression at home and abroad. No less important, but in a different way, are the fathers who stay around and dedicate their efforts to raising strong families and serving as heroes and role models for their kids, and the teachers in primary and secondary schools who further help to mentor and mold those kids into decent human beings. When all this balances out someday in the future, our world will become a better place. Lewis Burwell Puller was trying to make the world a better place when he entered Virginia Military Academy in 1917, then dropped out in 1918, wanting to fight in the war in Europe rather than study. But the war ended, so he enlisted in the Marines and found his way to Haiti, in between poring over every book he could find on military history and stories, between running 80 miles a day, climbing sheer cliff faces with his bare hands, and crawling under barbed wire beneath live arms fire in the dead heat, while his drill instructors screamed every obscenity known to man in his ears. In the jungles of Haiti, he cut his battle teeth, leading patrols and engaging the Keiko rebels in more than 40 fights, learning how and when to fight, and strengthening his leadership skills. In situation after situation, he would lead his men up against superior forces and cut down the rebels. In one engagement, he was leading his men through a mountain pass when they were ambushed by rebels from all sides, with enemy machine guns cutting down four of his men. He got his boys to cover, assessed the situation correctly, ordering them to direct their fire so half his men could make a flanking movement, and completely destroyed the attacking force. Trying to make it back with dead and wounded, they were ambushed two more times, but each time his men killed their attackers using similar methods. For getting his men back through this with minimal loss of life, and for displaying tremendous courage and bravery, Puller was awarded a second Navy Cross. He had won his first 
two years before, again in the jungles of Nicaragua. He had a take-no-crap attitude. He knew no fear. And he had a sixth sense for knowing how to survive bad situations and come out with his men mostly in one piece. By the time they pulled him out of Nicaragua, the enemy had put a 5,000 peso reward on his head. Then it was off to China to fight with the Mounted Horse Patrol, and later back to the States to train others how to fight and win. Due to his barrel-sized chest, he had picked up the name Chesty along the way, and his quotes became as famous as his nickname. A few of the memorable ones. We make generals today on the basis of their ability to write a damned letter. Those kinds of men can't get us ready for war. Son, when the Marine Corps wants you to have a wife, you will be issued one. And this one, as he was watching a flamethrower demonstration, he barked out, Where the hell do you put the bayonet? In World War II, Chesty had moved up to Commander, 1st Battalion, 7th Marines, where he and his men were tasked with making a landing at the Matanikau River at Guadalcanal in 1942, a very tough island well defended by dug-in Japanese intent on sending American soldiers to hell as fast as they could. Not long after hitting the beaches, they had moved inland and were cut off by overwhelming Japanese forces, and the situation looked dire. Other units tried to reach them, but they were cut down. But Puller didn't give in to defeat, he kept his head. When his next down in command laid the maps on the table showing him they were surrounded, he slammed his fist on the table, grabbed his rifle, and stormed out of camp, passing through the Jap lines and making it to the beach where he managed to see a U.S. destroyer, then somehow board it, then telling them where to fire in order to pound Japanese fortifications that lay between him and his men. The shelling, together with a second landing which he led, punched through the enemy positions, scoring heavy damage on the Japanese and allowing the trapped companies to escape. One week after this, Puller returned to the mouth of the Manitakau River with a battalion. It was pouring rain in the middle of the night when the Japanese launched a fierce counterattack all along that line. Puller had positioned his machine guns well, and when the attack started, he was with his men, directing fire, keeping them in the fight, until the next morning, when the first light of the sun revealed a beach with hundreds of bodies of slain Japanese soldiers covering the beach. The 7th Marines had survived a massive surprise attack and came out standing. Puller won his third Navy Cross at Guadalcanal, defending Henderson Field, which was the primary objective on that malaria-infested stinkhole of an island. At night on October 24, 1942, 700 men of the 1st Battalion 7th Marines were positioned in a thin, one-mile-long line defending the airfield when they came under attack from the seasoned men of the Japanese 17th Army Division, who came charging full speed at the Marines. Puller would turn the table on the Japanese, managing to counterattack and see 17 trucks full of weapons and ammunition and killing 1,700 Japanese, while sustaining 70 casualties. Here, Puller was shot twice by snipers and hit by shrapnel from an exploding mortar round, but he kept fighting. He later fought at New Britain, earning his fourth Navy Cross, when the commanding officers for three entire divisions had been killed. For over three hours in the middle of the night, in what turned into hand-to-hand -hand fighting, Puller ran up and down along the line, reorganizing the men who were coming under heavy machine gun and mortar fire, and eventually leading an assault that would break the Japanese lines and end the attack. At New Britain, then on Bloody Peleliu, 
In every confrontation, he performed with incredible bravery, leading his men and earning a reputation as being a top Marine. It was at New Britain that he won his fourth Navy Cross. After World War II, he returned stateside, teaching strategy and tactics, until the war in Korea broke out. His motto was very simple, win at all costs. In September of 1950, Puller landed at Incheon with the 1st Marines, and they soon found themselves in heavy fighting, holed up in the town of Kotori, completely surrounded by 10 divisions of Chinese infantry, hell-bent on killing every Yankee they could find. Heavily outnumbered and fighting now in sub-zero weather, Puller's troops broke through the Chinese lines, smashing through seven enemy divisions, then stayed behind fighting a rear-guard action while the rest of the Marine divisions escaped. Refusing to call this action a retreat, Puller told one pesky journalist that they were just fighting in a different direction. Sheer bravery in the face of intense fire earned Chesty his fifth Navy Cross. At one point in the Battle of Kotori, when he was told that the situation looked dire, that they were surrounded by ten Chinese divisions, and heavily outnumbered, and outgunned, he said, All right. They're on our left. They're on our right. They're in front of us. They're behind us. They're not going to be able to get away from us this time. Later in the campaign, he was quoted to have said, There are not enough Chinamen in the world to stop a fully armed Marine regiment from going wherever the hell they want to go. In January of 1951, Puller was promoted to the rank of Brigadier General and appointed Assistant Commander of the 1st Marine Division. In 1953, he assumed the rank of Major General and took command of the Marine base at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, where one year later, he suffered a mild stroke and he was still declared fit for duty. Twenty years later, and after serving 37 years in the Marine Corps, Puller was laid to rest at Christ Church in Saluda, Virginia. His legend continues. On October 26, 2017, a groundbreaking ceremony was held for the Puller Veterans Care Center, located in Vint Hill, Virginia. The new Puller Veterans Care Center will be built on the former Vint Hill Farms Station in Fauquier County, which previously served as a United States Army and National Security Agency facility. The new care center will deliver top quality care to Virginia veterans in a home-like setting. The headquarters building for the 2nd Fleet Anti-Terrorism Security Team on Yorktown Naval Weapons Station in Yorktown, Virginia, is named Puller Hall in Chesty's honor. On November 10, 2005, the United States Postal Service issued its Distinguished Marine Stamps, in which Puller was honored. The Marine Corps mascot is perpetually named Chesty Pullerton, the most recent being Chesty VIII. Not surprisingly, he is always a purebred English bulldog. The U.S. Marines, in doing push-ups, will be asked to do another one for Chesty. For years, when a Marine was down and out, a fellow Marine would pick him up by saying, Chesty Puller never quit. And perhaps the one that Chesty Puller would have liked the best, when the lights go out on the barracks or the tents, someone will be heard saying, Good night, Chesty, wherever you are. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Stories for the Road. Stories to keep you company during those long hours spent behind the wheel. Do us a favor and leave us a review at Apple iTunes. We need some fresh ones for 1001 Stories for the Road. Meanwhile, safe travels, everyone, and we'll be back soon.